Man, we are grateful um, to be able to serve you for this time, um, to be able to serve with you. You know, God places things in my heart. He gives me vision and then we go after them and we do certain things. We've seen God's blessing. We've seen his provision. We've seen people come to know Jesus. We've seen people that, 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 that maybe others have given up on, but God has done a great work in their life. We've seen people accept the call of God over their life. We've seen powerful moments and God has been so good. So Mosaic, I just want to say I love you and I look forward to all that God has for us. We are his church, amen? Yes. We are his church. I'm, man, love you guys. Love you guys. All right. Man. You ready for the word today? Let's get into the word. Today we continue on with our message series, and we have our central passage. We're going to read it here in a moment. Um, it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 26 and 29. It says this, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many of you were influential. Not many of you were of noble birth. Not, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of this world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. And simply over the course of this series, what I've wanted to communicate is that God, in his wisdom, wants to use you, each and every one of you. We are all a part of something bigger, of God's heart, of his desire, the things that he wants to accomplish. We are a part of that. There's a calling on each and every one of us. And as we look further into the life of Peter, that's what we're seeing, is that God chose you. And you think, well, well, maybe somebody else is more qualified, but no, God has chosen you. So let's take a moment to pray, and we're going to get into part six of our series today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for this moment. I thank you, God. You're so good. You're so faithful, God. We think about where you've brought us from. We think about salvation, God, that, that moment that our heart turned to you, and we said we don't want that life anymore, but we choose you. We thank you for leading us, for guiding us, for blessing us. And today, we ask that you would nourish our soul, that you would speak to us, give us a word, encourage us, strengthen us, but also convict us and challenge us. Help us, God, to see what you want us to see. Bless us today. Thank you for your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 I remember when I was in first in college, I had this internship at the Capitol, and it was an avenue that I wanted to go down, and I wanted to pursue that and go into that as a career. And, and as part of this internship, I was, well, I, I was the low guy on the totem pole. I was the errand boy. And so they'd have me go from building to building, drop something off, or pick something up, or just come and watch the news event happen, or, or do whatever. And, 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 uh, all, and I had access to buildings and places that you can't not just walk into as the public. You, 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 you're not able just to go in there. It's not like a tour. You go in, that kind of thing. And I remember the first time I was sent on an errand, and, and I, was, I was thinking to myself, I'm going to get there and they're not going to let me in. They're going to look at me up and down and they're going to say, I'm sorry, we ain't letting you in. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go back to my boss. I'm going to tell them they didn't let me in. I couldn't complete what you asked me to do. And I'm just, these are the thoughts that are running through my head. 
And so when I first arrived there, I remember what I was told to do when I get there. The line's coming closer and it's finally my turn. And, and, and I say, well, I'm here on behalf of the assembly member. And then they verified me and then they let me in. And it was this huge relief. And then it happened again. And then it happened again. And what I came to understand is that all I had to do was say that I was, on, I was here on behalf of the assembly member. I used his name and then they let me in. And I began to think and reflect and think about you all and think about the name that's available to us. See, we have a name, a powerful name, a purposeful name, a name that demons tremble to, and that is the name of Jesus Christ. We have this powerful name that when we say this name, come on somebody, we have this name. See, on one occasion, Jesus is preaching to the crowds and he's ministering to them. And then he begins to talk about people that do his will and then people that don't. People that do his will and people that don't. And then Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 7, verses 22 and 23. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name. Name, name, name. Then Jesus says this in verse 23, and, I, and, then, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Wait, but didn't they use his name? Didn't they use the name? I mean, the name, right? The name. But Jesus is saying, hold on, time out. I don't even know you. But they're saying, but we did it in your name. That powerful name. You see, brothers and sisters, something's still missing. Something's missing. See, Jesus says this in John chapter 14, verse 16. He says this, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you, give you. Take what he has and give you another advocate who will never leave you. Right? He's referring to the Holy Spirit. See, while anyone can say the name of Jesus... Not everyone has access to the Holy Spirit unless it's given, given by God. So what I want to tell you today as we get started in this is that the power is in the name of Jesus plus the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus plus the Holy Spirit, that's where the power is. That's where we see God move. So today, I want to dive into a passage where we see the ministry of the Holy Spirit work through the name of Jesus Christ and what that means for you and I and what God is wanting to do in us and what God is wanting you to see, what God is wanting to unveil in front of you. And we're going to dive into Peter and look further into his life. And Peter has had some great experiences. And now I want you to see in the book of Acts chapter 3 and verses 1 through 10 what God wants to do in Peter. And I want you to follow along here. Ten verses, read it along, follow the story, imagine it as it's happening in verse 1, now Peter and John were going to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called Beautiful Gate, to ask alms. Alms was uh, an offering. He had his little plate out. People were putting in coins and money. He was, par he was paralyzed, and, and he was asking, he was begging for money. Verse 3, Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked for alms. And 
Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Verse 7. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk. And entering the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God, And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Here's this tremendous miracle. Right Here's this moment where they're walking into the temple. They see the man and a miracle takes place and everyone is a witness. You see, every time this story is told, it's largely centered on the lame man, and rightly so, right? A miracle happens in his life. We want miracles to take place in our life, right? Rightly so. We want to see the hand of God, the supernatural power of God take place in our life. He goes from being lame to jumping from joy. He goes from being outside the temple to now he's inside the temple. He goes from everyone passing him by So now all of a sudden everyone wants to hear his story and see him and know about him and know what happened in his life. You see, but where God has led us today is not the lame man. It's not the miracle he experienced and not how he was changed and nude, but Peter. You see, Peter has had this amazing journey up to this point. And if you've ever felt like no one notices you or no one pays attention to you, I want you to see this in the life of Peter because Peter went from being this fisherman to now being this disciple of Jesus. He went from hearing the word of God, taking in the word of God, being having a front row seat to seeing everything that Jesus did to betraying Jesus, denying him three times, being forgiven by Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and now... We see the work of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in his life. See, the work of the Holy Spirit in my life has done tremendous things. There are moments where the Holy Spirit has spoken to me, and I'm like, oh, okay. I know what I need to do. I know how I need to do it. Oh, you know what? I need to stop and pause. There's a danger. There's something that I need to do. My mouth needs to shut. I need to turn around. Okay, I see what I need to do. I was confused about these areas, and now I know. There are moments where I've been feeling, where I felt down and out and struggling mentally and I just don't feel good about things. And then the Holy Spirit will come and remind me of the promises of God. He'll speak that timely word into my life where I feel like there's, there's nothing good around me. Other times when the Holy Spirit will just release and, and, and there'll be physical miracles that'll take place around me. I want to say this, the Holy Spirit is not something for 2,000 years ago. The Holy Spirit is not dormant. He's at work in your life. And there's two things that I want to share with you today about the the ministry of the Holy Spirit, what God wants to do. Some things in your life, listen, you can be filled with the Holy Spirit, but there's some areas where I want you to see what he wants to do in your life. I want you to see this. I want you to see this. And the first thing is this, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life will show me what I haven't seen. Will show me what I haven't seen. Listen, my son probably gets this from, I'm certain that my son gets this from me, but when I was a child, my mom would ask me 
You could verify with her. She'd ask me to go find something, and I would, I, I, and she'd say, hey, it's over there, go check it out. And I'd go everywhere, and I'd look, and I was like, uh-huh, I, I don't see it. I'd go back and tell her. She's like, son. She walked me over there, and it's right there. How many times that happened to me growing up? I don't know if anyone can relate. But my son, I send him off to do the same thing. I don't even get upset at him. Like, son, I know where that comes from. I'm sorry I passed that down to you. (laughs) It, It happens. I remember the first time that I saw my wife. I just thought she was beautiful. She walked in one day, and I was, I was a youth pastor, and I was just like, oh, my, she's beautiful. I, I, I just, I thought she was, but to tell you the truth, I didn't think that I was going to marry her. I didn't think, oh, man, she's so beautiful. Uh, man, I just picture her coming in a white dress, and she's walking down the aisle, and, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get married, and, and, she's, and we're, we're going to have kids and have a house. and do. I wasn't thinking that. In fact, at that time in my life, I, I was pretty confused about what to do, what, who, to pursue, who to pursue, what to do next. And I remember I had this list of qualities. And I would pray those to God. God, it would be great if she had this and this and this. And I had these qualities. And I would pray those things. And, 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 and I remember just being such in a place of confusion. And then I remember one night on a Tuesday evening prayer service night, I was there and I was praying and all of a sudden I felt like the Holy Spirit tell me just open your eyes and look. And so I opened up and looked and there I saw her just going in, her and Jesus, just she, the Holy Spirit, she just having an amazing time with prayer. And I said, oh, okay. And I just went back on to when I was praying and there was another time we were in El Salvador and we were in a mission trip, and uh, again, I felt this, like, think, look up and look in this direction, and again, I see her, and she wasn't worrying about me. She wasn't checking me out. Hey, I wonder what he's doing. Hey, I wonder if I can get close to him. Let's see if we can serve together. She wasn't doing that. She was focused on doing what God had her do. And so I get up and I look and I see, and she's just engaged. She's ministering to people. It's wonderful. She's just like, she's there, present in the moment, doing what she needs to do, hustling, making stuff happen. And I'm like, oh, okay. I see you. I get you. In the midst, I don't know if your mind has been at a place of confusion. You wonder what to do next. You wonder how to proceed. See, the Holy Spirit will allow you to see things that you haven't seen. I could not see what was right in front of me. I couldn't see the plain truth. I couldn't see the blessing of God. I couldn't see the solution to what was in front of me. But the Holy Spirit said, here you go. Maybe there's something that you're struggling with. Maybe there's something you're feeling confused about or uncertain about. Maybe there's something that you're worried that's coming up and you know that you have to make a decision. See, I want to encourage you today. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and your ears to the moments around you, to the people around you, to the solutions around you, to the blessings of God around you. See, when I think about Peter, John, and this lame man, I think about how many times did people walk by this guy and never really notice him. How many times was he there and he was begging and people just, hey, dropped something in his bucket, just kept on going. How many times did people walk by him? How many times did nobody see him? How many times did Peter walk by him and never see him? You see, in Jewish culture, they went to prayer at the same time every day. It was part of the culture, right? It was, it was part of the custom. He was a man of God. That's what he did. There were prayer hours. 
the temple was open, business shut down. They would walk and go to prayer at the part of the time. It was a faith thing and it was a culture thing. So as the lame man laid there, how many times did they walk by him and never see him? Never see him. We see this in verse 3 and then in verses 9 and 10 it says this, And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. They recognized him. He was always there. The people around him just never saw the miracle that God wanted to do in his life. They never saw that. They always saw him as a lame man. He was going to be a lame man. That was going to be the story for the rest of his life. He wasn't going to be able to contribute to society any other way. They saw what they saw. Sometimes we see what we want to see and we don't see what God wants to do. Peter wasn't thinking, oh, yes, yes, I know there's a lame man. God wants to do this miracle on such and such day. I, I, I'm going to go and in the name of Jesus, heal him. That's not what was happening. The Holy Spirit prompted him. God allowed him to see. The Bible says this in verse 4. And Peter directed his gaze at him. I was doing a word study on this and going back into the original context there in the Greek and just kind of going through this. And, and what I discovered is that it's, when it means this, it means that he fastened his eyes, that he locked his eyes in on him, that he began to see what he hadn't seen before. Peter saw a man, not just a man sticking out his hand, holding a cup, asking for money. And I said it and I'll say it again. Sometimes we see only what we want to see. What we think we can do or feel or touch or understand or comprehend. And we often miss what God is trying to do. And it's right there. God's like, I have this for you. But because we're not seeing what God wants to see. We're not seeing with the eyes of the Holy Spirit. We're searching. I don't know what to do. I'm confused. I don't know what's next. I don't know how to go about it. I'm not sure what the right time is. And we're, and we're all over the place. And God's like, I have it for you. Have it for you. Ask him to open up your eyes, to open your heart and your mind. The psalmist wrote this, wrote this in Psalms 119 verse 18. He says this, open my eyes to see the wonderful truths in your instructions. See, he's not talking about his physical eyes. His, his glasses weren't dirty. He wasn't having trouble seeing. He wasn't blinded by a light. He wasn't dealing with any of that. See, what he is talking about here is an understanding that only comes from God. Something that only would come from the Holy Spirit in your life to allow you to see, hey, none of this has been good for me. I've been just doing it. But if I step out of this, my life can be a whole lot better. This may be this relationship. I, this isn't good for me. And, and you can be blind to what God wants to do, what God has for you. King Solomon wrote in Proverbs 20, verse 12, he says this, Ears that hear, eyes that see, the Lord has made them both. He's not here like, mic check, mic check, hey, do my ears work, hey, hey, mic check, one, two, three, no. See, King Solomon, he's not referring to physical ears and eyes, but our spiritual ones, the things that, that give us understanding, our ability to see and comprehend. 
The blessing of God can always be right there in front of you and you keep walking it by and pacing back and forth because you're so worried about what's going on here and you're just going and you're just going and God's like, I got your blessing, but you just, I just, I, you can't see it and it's there. You can't see it and it's there. If you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, he'll show you what you haven't seen. He'll show you the solution. He'll show you the blessing. He'll show you what's been missing in your heart and your mind. If you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, call on him, call on him. I told you there were two things. Number one, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life will allow me to see what I haven't seen. And secondly, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life will give me the opportunity to do what I haven't done. I remember the first time I led a friend to Christ. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great experience. I, I, I remember just God had been doing some wonderful things in my life. I was really growing in my faith. God was blessing me. There were some, some great things happened, but I had never really led a friend to Christ. And what I mean by that is actually we had a moment where they were not in Christ and now they became a Christ follower, like a moment where I led them to Christ. Had I invited them to, to church? Yeah. Had I told them I would pray for them? Absolutely, but I had never led anyone to Christ. And I remember that moment, my friend and I were driving in the car and we're having a conversation. We're just talking about life. And then suddenly I felt this heavy, heavy feeling come over me that I need to share Jesus with this person in a way that's gonna be intentional and I'm gonna lead them to Christ. And so I began to ask a few questions and I just began to hear his heart, hear him share his heart. And he's beginning to just talk to me and, and open up. And then and all of a sudden God just opened the door and I was like, here and in the moment in that car ride before we finished driving my friend made a decision to become a Christ follower to become a Christian and we prayed and it was this powerful moment that we had together a moment that if I was not in tune with the Holy Spirit and what he wanted to do I would have never had that opportunity I ask you all today what is God wanting to do around you in you and through you what are those things? What opportunity have you hoped for, but you just don't know the timing? You don't know the time. You're not sure when to shift, when to move, when to stop, when to pause, when to go, when to run. You're not sure. Or, or what is it that you would like to see happen in your life, but you just don't know where to begin? You don't know where to begin. Should I begin here? Should I begin there? Should I begin there? I just don't know where to begin. Or what seems like, like only a dream, and you wonder if that good thing, that God thing, will ever happen in your life. What's that? Think about that for a moment. Reflect on that. What are those areas? Do you remember this verse? John chapter 14, verse 12. We talked about this. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. We talked about this, right? of all the verses in the Bible, sometimes it's, it's so much easier to believe that Jonah was in the belly of a whale or, or that God sent a, a flood and Noah was built a big ark and, and all of that happened. But how will I ever do what Jesus did and then do even greater things? We answered that last week, but I'm going to tell you this. The Holy Spirit will give you the opportunity to do what you've never done, but you have to ask him. You have to talk to him. You have to share your heart. You have to share your heart. You have to express, these are the troubles in my life. And you got to talk to God, but talk to the advocate. In verse 6, it says this, but Peter said, as he, as he saw what he had never seen, 
As he, as, he had, as he had seen what he had never seen before, he said this, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and he raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. He had never seen this before. He had never seen the moment. He had never seen the man. He had always seen a hand out. He'd drop a coin. He'd keep moving. Everyone had always seen him, but they had never seen the miracle that God wanted to do in his life. And he had never had this opportunity. And then it happens, and Peter heals this paralyzed man. You know who did it first? See, at the beginning of Jesus' ministry in Luke chapter 5, there's a paralyzed man. Jesus approaches him, here's the moment, and, and he heals him. Peter had a front row seat to see that moment in Luke 5. Peter got to see Jesus do it. It was in his heart. Everything he had been through with betraying Jesus to being forgiven, he wanted to carry on the ministry. God knew his heart. He wanted good things. He wanted to carry on a good legacy. Like many of us, we want to see the good things, the God things happen in our life. We know all the wrong things. We know all the bad things. We know all the things that can get us in trouble. But we'd like to see the good things, wouldn't we? We'd like to see the God things happen in our life. We'd, we'd like to dream big and express ourselves and, and there. But there's been a point in your life where you've struggled and the dreams have just, whoop, just shrunken. They went from... I'm told to dream big, to just whoop, just, and there, it's like this in this tiny little ball. Some of you feel like you can't even see the dreams of God in your life. You can't even, you can't even hope for those things. You stop hoping, you stop thinking about them. Because not me, not me. Why would that ever happen in my life? Why would that good thing, that God thing happen? Do you know what I've done? Do you know what I've been a part of? Nobody knows this. But maybe you've denied God. But you're here. You're listening. You're watching. You're present. God sees you. God sees you and he knows you. Despite all these things, and I'm telling you, he loves you. Without a shadow of a doubt, he sees you. And he says, let me work it out in you. Let me work it out in you. Let me take care of it. Let me take care of it. I got you. I love you. He says, listen, and, and remember, he says, I'm going to go to be on the right hand of the Father, but I'm going to leave you an advocate. Call on the Holy Spirit. Call on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit at just the right time allowed him to see a man that he had always seen and do what he had always done before. If you're looking which step to take, how to do it, which way to go, allow God to show you which step, which direction, how to, what words to say, what you need to stop saying because it's I remember some years back, I was in a prayer meeting, an evangelistic gathering, and it was a good crowd of people, and people were coming forward for prayer. It was a big altar call, and we're praying. 
And we're praying, we're we're asking God for signs and wonders and miracles, supernatural healings. We're asking God for prophetic words, for salvations. And it's just a big gathering and there's just a move of God. And it's really this wonderful thing. And I had noticed earlier this guy who would, he'd come in and he had come in through the back and he had stayed there. You know, originally I'm thinking just his intentions are good. You know, he's probably seeking after God. He hears about what's going on and, and, um, about 15 to 20 feet behind where everyone was gathered. He was kind of just standoffish and he was just, he was just there. And, um, and so all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just led me to stop what I was doing there at the altar and go around to him. And I didn't say nothing to him, nothing to him. I just went right over, put my hand on his shoulder just like this. And I said, in the name of Jesus. And I just began to pray. As soon as I did that, something inside of him started yelling. It was a demon. It was a demonic presence in his life, right? We're talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, but the demonic had to come out. And so this, this is what's happened. So I, I lay my hand on him and I just, in the name of Jesus, and pray. And all of a sudden it started just yelling and, and just coming out like this. And all of a sudden, like his body, he couldn't handle it. And he just, he just kind of shook off from me like this, my hand, like I'm holding, he just off like this. And he just starts, boom. He just starts booking it. He just goes, psh, psh, psh. and I try to find him and, he, and he's, he's gone. See, I don't know the plans of the enemy for that moment. I don't know what he was struggling with there. I see the demonic presence. And maybe it was a moment where he was seeking freedom and he wanted a change in his life. But what happened is, on the brink of good, on the brink of change, on the brink of freedom, he ran back into what he was in before. Instead of like, I'm just going to do it. It's good, it's good, it's good, it's good. Let me, no, no, it's good, it's good. I'm not sure. And he took off and he left. See, the plans of the enemy want to ruin everything what God wants to do in your life. Wants to blind you to the solutions. Wants to blind you to his love. Wants to blind you to the answers. Wants to blind you to the provision. Doesn't want you to see what God has for you right there. That if you'll just stay in the moment, if you'll just stay on the path, if you'll just stay focused, it's there, it's there, it's there. God has it for you. But if you get so close and it's about to happen in your life and you say, I'm going to go back, you're going to miss. So hear me today. Allow God to do the good thing in your life. And I simply want you to do this. This is the challenge. This is the challenge. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what you haven't seen and ask the Holy Spirit for the opportunity to do what you haven't done. And maybe there's some of us today that you need to just come before the Lord and just ask him to forgive you. You just need to get right with him. And hey, that's that's one of the most beautiful things. The Bible describes it. The the angels in heaven rejoice when we make a decision like that. Many of you have made that decision, but maybe there's someone here that hasn't. Maybe you're watching online. Today is your moment. Today is your moment. I'm telling you that if you'll keep your eye on the prize, you'll receive the blessing of God. The power of the Holy Spirit and in the name of Jesus together have all the answers that you need. God wants to show you what you haven't seen and to give you the opportunity to do what you haven't done. Let me take a moment to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we thank you 
God, you are so good and you're so faithful. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your transformation. But God, what you've done, you want to do again. You want to be glorified in the lives of your sons and daughters. So would you strengthen them? Would you reveal the truths that you have for them? Oh, Father, would you be glorified? So to look, to look, to look, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Hear their prayers now, God. See their hearts and their minds. Set them free. Give them wisdom and insight. May they call on you, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Give them direction. Show them how. Give them words. Show them the timing. And I pray, God, that there's just a move. Just would you work? Would you move? Would you bless? Would you heal? Would you set free? Would you transform that person that wants to get right with you today? Would you forgive them? Would they confess their sins and confess you as their Lord and Savior? Would you bless them today? And in the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.